Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Wednesday morning. I didn't think of any words. Oh, no. I was really looking forward to that. Yeah, I I went I love it when you say it. Get the piano, right? Wednesday morning, <laughs> and we're gonna talk pens. Yeah, Wednesday. Oh no, morning, no, I refuse. I refuse to. <laughs> pens. Hashtag Bears Pen. They have been coming in thick and fast on our Twitter, Dave. Thick. No, they haven't. Tom, and I can see this three. Don't worry. Hello Don't to you, Jared. Try and I'm overdo just gonna, it. I'm just gonna pick my three favourites. Sure, sure, sure. From the three, uh, my two favourite pens are undoubtedly my insulin pens. Well done, Jared, for making it an important feature, as they keep me alive. As far as writing implements go, finding a pencil soothing thank you very much uh, jared pencil mm, yeah. so he likes a pencil yeah he likes a pencil that's all right pens yeah. and pencils are part of the same they're part of the uh, writing implement family good morning to Stuart. i rescued my nice fountain pens from the office before starting to work from home but didn't think of a notebook fortunately i rescued a stash of them from my mum's house last time i visited uh, there you go, Stuart. Okay. There, some pen chat. And good morning to uh, Faye. Best shop for a zombie apocalypse. Oh, there's nothing to do with pens, Faye. Oh, this is fine. I'm, I'm back down on a zombie apocalypse chat. That's fine. Oh, hang on, you. Oh wait, has it got me boots. You've got food, drink, medications, toiletries. This is actually boots is a is a great shout. And on the top of the search results for pens is the fungal nail treatment pen. Faye, thanks for the information about you. Da, 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 da. Never never had a fungal nail issue, Dave. Never had. Look forward to one one day. I'm sure. uh, uh, no, I, I mean, I don't think I have. Or maybe I've got an untreated fungal nail issue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the podcast is hit a very rapid low right there. We're, not, we're minutes in. Untreated fungal issue. Good morning and welcome to Cabin Fever. Um, I've got a question because uh, our guest today is the best-selling uh, Sunday Times author, Beth Mori, uh, slash Tom, Mrs. Tom Price. Yeah. Have you booked her on the podcast today? Because she's an author and therefore probably has a favourite pen. She she sits there with her quill, yeah, writing it onto canvas. Like a proper author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She dresses up in full sort of Jane Austen gear uh, and sits at a table. I'm sure she I'm sure she can bring bring some A game to, to the pen chat. Yeah. So hang on, you 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 don't know whether your wife has a favourite pen. No, I don't know her at all, do I? This is a conversation that you haven't even bothered to road test with your life partner, yeah. and you've brought it onto our pissing podcast. Yeah, it's exactly because the, my life partner is important. I've got to, I've got to keep my life partner interested for life. I, I, I'm happy to burn off anyone who listens to this podcast because fuck it, who cares? But I've got to keep 
that show, that podcast, aka my marriage, that's got to run for seasons and seasons. Yeah. So is this is everything you're bringing to the table for this podcast? Mm. Sort of conversational rejects from your marriage? No, it's trying material. It's not rejects. It's trying stuff out before I take it to the marriage. What I'm going to do? All the conversations we've had here, I write them down. Then I then I use most of them on my weekend breakfast show on Magic Radio. Good morning. <laughs> Absolutely true. I do. And then I often read out. I say things like, "Ah, oh, Dave in Stratford. Um, he he hid biscuits in the tumble dryer." Like genuinely, that's, did that's, you do biscuits in the tumble dryer? Oh yeah, mate. Yeah, I stole. I completely stole your life for my show. Um, oh, and sake. then I make a list, and then eventually, when Beth and I can actually speak again, because we can't really speak uh, because the kids are there. So whenever you try, anyone who's got kids will know this. When you start speaking, kids just go Rah! and scream at you, and you can't. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So eventually, they're going to leave, and then we're going to be stuck just the two of us. And then I will open the big book out and go right. I've been oh, so preparing. it's like a tome of, of, of when the kids are 18 and go to uni yeah. or whatever. Have a great time at university. Bye, darling. Door closes. Beth, what's your favourite pen? <laughs> Can't wait for you to get to Peninsula chat. <laughs> oh, Peninsula chat. Well, we've had another tweet about that as well, Dave, from Tom. Uh, Monster Island, also famously a peninsula, of course. Don't know what he's talking about there. Thanks for that, Tom. What um, does that mean? You say famously. I don't even not sure what's Monster Island. Here we go. I'm just going to go on my quiet keyboard. Uh, yeah. Can you tell when I'm hitting delete there? Because I keep misspelling Monster. Oh, it's a film. I misspelled Monster as well. I put, I put Moss Moss Enter. Mm, famously difficult to spell. Did you know about the the qwerty keyboard fact? What's the qwerty keyboard fact? The the longest word you can write using only one line of the letters on the keyboard. So there's basically three rows of letters, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. You've got your QWERTY, then you've got your ASDFKR, then you've got your ZDKZV along the bottom, right? Right. Using only one line, you can write a very long word. Have you any idea what is the longest word you can write using only one line of your... I mean, I absolutely no idea. Can I have a clue and try and work it out? I'll give you a clue. The word is typewriter. Oh, shit. That's not really a clue, is it? Typewriter. Typewriter? Uses only the letters across the top line of the yes. keyboard. No, I do remember this now. Yeah, it was on something. I think it may have been on the podcast Cabin Fever, but we've been going for so long. That's, that's okay as a fact, isn't it? Hang it's on, okay, wait. mate. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Also, the word perpetuity. Fuck, how did you get that? Because, well, I just weirdly just was trying to work out a, a thing. That, oh so I was God. like P-E-R, and then that one just nipped into my little brain. Perpetuity. Did you really just get that? Well, I was just sort of right. I was trying to guess your typewriter stupid thing. Yeah. But perpetuity is the same number of letters, right? If I can oh vaguely God. count right. And no, typewriter's got more letters than perpetuity, isn't it? Has it? T Y P E. We're going to get texts from producer Steve any second now. T- ten. I- typewriter's got ten, mate. Yeah, and perpetuity's got P one E two P E two E T ten. Oh my God! Jesus, Dave. You need to get a job in Ridley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, isn't that closed? I mean, everything's closed. It's closed, Dave. <laughs> everything's closed. You can't really do quips like that anymore. You should uh, You should really work out. It's closed, mate. <laughs> that text has come in from our producer, by the way, uh, who says, should we get Beth on early? <laughs> No, Steve, we shan't because she is booked for a certain time and we're going to wait until that time comes. Like we're a professional production here. It's like a radio show. The production assistant is looking after Beth and getting her a coffee at the moment. Exactly, exactly. Well, in fact, she's working with the production assistants, a.k.a. my kids, who are... I've, I've heard the first uh, remorse about lockdown from my children because so far up to this point, they just love it. 
there's not a, as far as they're concerned, single downside. Yeah, because there's only really one, I'd say, uh, measure of anything when you're a kid. And it's you get up in the morning and do I have to go to school that day? And if the answer is no, it's uh, the best day, it's right? It's the best ever, yeah. So it, it's like the best, it's the biggest snow day that's ever happened for them. They just, they, they couldn't give a shit about not going to school. And I've often talked about it. I'm like, do you, do you, would you love to go to school? If I said school was on tomorrow, what would you say? Oh, I don't know. I'd, I'd want to stay here. So that's one thing. Um, but for the first time, my youngest son, Thunder, has expressed sadness. Right? <laughs> he said, he said uh, I really want to go to the sausage roll shop. And do you know what the sausage roll shop is also known as, Dave? You'll know this. Greg's. 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 He yeah. wants to go to Greg's. And I said, oh, it's a shame, isn't it? And he was sort of playing with some Lego while he said it. So he wasn't, he wasn't really aiming it at me. It was to himself. And he just said, when will the bloody sausage roll shop open? <laughs> one of the dearest things i've ever heard oh that's so great isn't it I, i've never heard him swear i was gonna say is that so so bloody is like a sort of a mild swear isn't it how we how we yeah. categorize it like yeah it's fine but yeah. i'd be a bit if he said it in front of a teacher or someone yeah right you know what i mean I'd no, be a no, bit, no, that's, what, that's what i'm saying I, I meant as an adult it's a mild swear but as a how old how old edmund now four? Uh, he's four yeah, it's yeah, it's early, isn't it? It's, it's early, early doors. Someone around him keeps bloody saying the word, and I don't know who it is, but he's yeah. picked it up. And it, it happened the other day when we were doing um, Joe Wicks. You've done Joe Wicks. Have you done Joe Wicks? Yeah, I've done Joe Wicks, mate. Done Joe Wicks. You know the beeps. It's all about the beeps because you're doing your thirty second exercise, getting your sweat dripping off you, and you want to get to yeah. the end. You're waiting for the beeps, and I the was three beeps, the three beeps, right? And I those three beeps become the most important thing in the world. Um, for me, it's the beginning of a life support machine going off. That's what it feels like. Cause I'm not, <laughs> um, and beep beep beep. And I was saying, it turns out I didn't realise, but I kept on saying, well, "Where are the bloody beeps?" Because I didn't know I was saying this until both my kids started also saying, "Where are the bloody beeps?" So. Uh... This is the problem with homeschooling. I'm I'm expanding their vocabulary, but not necessarily in the best direction. Yes, it's not really what the English teacher would have hoped. I wouldn't imagine. But there no, you go. But fuck them. But is, <laughs> is that the word? Has, has, has the older one ever um, done like a proper f bomb or actually, uh, you know like? No, like, no, no, no. We don't use that word. We don't use that word. He he's no. He's never done a full on f bomb. He he. It, to be honest, it's funnier when they use the casual ones like bloody. Also, the other one he uses is crap. So like I crap said him, is funny. Crap is such a funny word. When a seven-year-old says, when I said to him, what are you watching on YouTube? And he went, oh, just some Mario crap. And I was like, oh, that's beautiful deployment of the word crap there. Yeah, really. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to tell him off for that. Is that bad parenting? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage that. Uh, well, I've, I, I, am, I am not a parent, so I feel like I have no jurisdiction here to... Dis- no, but you are a member of the human race, and it's, you know, it's, it's of interest no, but to I'm you. Not, I'm not a, a good human. one, am I? I'm not, like, I'm not the sort of person that would be offended by a kid saying crap, therefore mm. I'm not a good barometer for this sort of thing. Like, I would find it funny right. if your kid said the word cunt, to be honest. Like, that's hilarious <laughs> to me. Like, if, that, if he just oh came God. out casually, I would think it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life. But I imagine that would, that would uh, breed problems elsewhere in life, you know? Yeah, that would be really bad. I wonder if a load of, school, a load of kids are going to go back after homeschooling just full of absolute filth. Maybe they are. <laughs> It's going to really shine a light on what goes on at home. If you uh, if you do have kids and you want to send us a little tweet, what's the what's the wor- what's the worst thing your kids Good. ever said? Yes, please, and chuck in your favourite pen as well. Yeah, here's the number. Cabin F E A three seven oh nine oh oh oh. That's our Twitter name. Is Michael Parkinson dead? 
Oh, great question. Let me just get on my Google. I'll just use my quiet keyboard. Hang on. I don't think he is, but I just suspect what's happened is that Michael Parkinson's died quietly. You're the only person they've told because you're taking on the Parker Pen. Oh my God! This is sponsorship so deal. And that's why you keep fucking talking about pens. Like, that's the only explanation at this stage. You're absolutely right. I'm going to go to Yorkshire as well. Uh, he's still alive. Born, Dave. Born. What? When was Michael Parkinson born? When was Michael Parkinson born? Over to you, Dave Cribb. Um, is it before or after sliced bread, which is my favourite thing uh, about, was, was my favourite thing about Bruce Forsyth. Oh, um, my God. But, you know, go Bruce on. Forsyth was older than sliced bread. No. Bruce Forsyth was born before they invented sliced bread. <laughs> that is honestly, you didn't know that fact. That's my favorite. I think it's my favorite fact in the world. So hang on, what does that make him? Does that make uh, he he is literally the best thing since before sliced? Oh, no, I'm trying to make the phrase work so it becomes an insult. Yes, not not even since sliced bread. They can't they can't do that. He's <laughs> he, what Bruce Forsyth is is he does not qualify for the phrase the best thing since sliced bread wow. because he predates sliced bread. Yeah, only by a, a matter of months, I think. Wow. But um, so hang on. We're guessing when Michael Parkinson was born. Yeah, no, yeah. What date, please? My, not a date's a bit silly. March. I'll tell you that. Twenty eighth of March. What year was Michael Parkinson? It's probably in the thirties, then, isn't it? Nineteen thirty. years old, Michael Parkinson. Nineteen thirty-five. Yeah. Years active. I always think that makes him sound like a serial killer. Yeah, or like since they started having sex. Yeah, <laughs> that's very partridge. I've been pubic since 1963. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 63 to 2012. That was, those were his active years. 2012, he retires. And he's got three what kids. in for the first 28 years of his life. That's a good point, actually. That's a long time uh, not yeah. to be active, isn't it? 28, until he really got active. Dormant till 28. That's a what I put on Michael Parkinson's... Uh, <laughs> a dormant Parkinson. Tombstone. Well, maybe he was just hanging out with his pens, loving cricket, huge I'll cricket fans. talking about pens. Yeah, he does love cricket, doesn't he? He does. He really loves his, loves his cricket. Should we get a guest on, Dave? Because this, we are really... I mean, we're on week 19 now, and we've really run out of things to talk about. We should probably get a guest on, shouldn't we? talking about the dormant period of Michael <laughs> Parkinson. <laughs> great band name oh i really want someone it's not going to be me because i don't have the will but i want someone to go through all the stupid tangents that we've done over the course of this podcast and then at the the last one when lockdown is really nearly over which to be honest isn't going to be until november anyway probably <laughs> we should just do a definitive list of the stupid tangents that we've went on parkinson what did parkinson do for the first 28 years of his life it's a great question that nobody's really discussed before. well do you think he practiced chat Maybe you know, just got used to got used to asking people questions. Maybe just going around having conversations. Yeah, I mean, he probably was doing that, but without consciously thinking it was chat practice. Yeah, exactly. It's important to. We got an email, Dave. Yeah, so annoying because I've put Do Not Disturb on. Yeah, it's still. Oh, it's turned itself off. The little shit. Yeah, we'll turn off tomorrow. Probably producer okay. Steve. Sorry, Steve's got an email. Please get a guest on for God's sake. Uh, oh, it's Michael Parkinson. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he would not send an email. You'd know he'd write you something in ink. He'd be Parker penned in the mail. There you go. Thank you very much for coming. Right, hang on a sec. Can't face those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at nine? You need a new vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the Smarts? Hey, we got the Smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7am. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oh my God. Dave, my wife's just walked in, who happens to be doubling up as not only the guest on the show today, but she's also been to a cafe. She's brought me a cappuccino, or campuchuchu, as we now have to call them, and a pano ruddy bloody chocolat. Hang on, no, 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 you can't just... Yeah, she's brought me, she's brought me a pan of chocolate. Beth, do you want to say hi to Dave, who now hates you? Hello, Dave. Hello, Beth. That's, that's, that is unfair. I did not say I hated you. I actually was more interested in Tom's camp... What did you call it? A camp... A camp choo That's off of um, uh, Bob Mortimer's character. You know, have you seen it on, uh, on Instagram? The, the train guy. The train guy. Train guy. So yeah, good. It's one of those... Cause that, do you know what? Train guy is one of those cultural references that I'm very aware of, but yeah. haven't really watched that much of. And I do, I do miss little references like that. So there you go. Well, Dave, you know me. I've always got my finger on the comedy pulse. Um, finger on the comedy pulse. Can I just say, I know why she's got me a pan of chocolate. I know exactly what she's, what you're doing here, Beth. What? You've got me a pan of chocolate so that I eat this and I can't interrupt you. Well, it was more kind of buttering you up for things that I want you to do around the house later. Uh, important. Shit. What what other tasks on the we've got on the agenda? So many. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a problem. Hang on, I'm going to turn the gain up a little bit, and yeah. we've got a major problem. Uh, right, now speak with you. Just move I can't. That in. I've Mo- got to move. stand up because he's so much taller than no, me. No, no, I'm going to. I'm lowering this. You need to move that bit in. Sorry, Steve. You're going to have a little shit. Out. I can't. You're so incapable. <laughs> right, now sit down. Right, I'm nowhere that? near. How's that, Dave? Is that sounding okay levels wise? Give me a little one, two, twosies. I can't do it because I will have to uh, lower my head to read the book, and I can't. That's quite good, it. though, isn't it? Sounds wise. Why yeah, don't I just okay. stand up? No, no, just sit there. It's good. It's perfect. Oh, okay. So, joining us on the podcast, then, um, I mean, it's clear that she's here. We've already been speaking to her for quite a while. Oh, by the way, our son swore this morning. What did he say? He was uh, talking about the sausage roll shop. He said, "When's the sausage roll shop going to open?" I said, "Oh, darling, Greg's will be open soon." He's talking about Greg's, and he was playing with his Lego, and he went, "I just want the bloody sausage roll shop to open." That's mild. That's mild. Yeah, that's what I said. I said mild. Yeah, you're quite right. It was adorable, adorable swearing. Um, so, uh, now, Beth Murray, Sunday Times top 10 best-selling author, a.k.a. my wife. Uh, you've been on the podcast before. Would you like to tell the listeners uh, what you do when you come on this podcast, apart from buying me pan of chocolat? Yes, we go all highbrow now and talk mm. about books. Um, and I've devised a format, BBC Two, um, called <laughs> On the Same Page, which is where I look at an old book a bestseller or a classic, and a new book that's just been released. Um, I'm not comparing them as such, that they may have a link. Um, and I will choose a number, any number, though not too big a number because that might include spoilers, and I will read the same page of each book just to give you a little taster of what they might offer you in your self-isolation. 
Um, has, has there been any format interest from BBC Two or any of the other I'm sure they're just channels? sorting out their pitch just to really nail it before they approach me. That's my feeling. No, that's feeling. understandable. Okay, that's good. Is that the, I mean, look, you've got a lot of experience in this area. Is that the sort of normal lead time that you would expect for a channel to come to you with your own format? Yeah, I think with a star of my calibre, I think that's probably the approach that they would and should take. I'm choking on my pan of chocolate over here. I don't know why. It's delicious. Have you laced it with something? <laughs> um, so um, what books have we got? I've read both these books, by the way, Dave. Pretty impressive, aren't they? Oh, that's not a brag, mate. I can't even see the books yet. Got <laughs> <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> so we're going quite edgy and controversial today um, because I'm really hardcore. Um, so there's a kind of dodgy, sexy edge. To, uh, oh my days! Uh, well, I have been watching chasing. normal people, so uh, oh my god, very oh, much in the market for just lots of sex. In and that's thing. not dodgy as such. Can I just? That's no, not dodgy. It's just it's just very just prevalent, isn't over it? And over yeah. again. Normal people, right? Is if you've not watched it, it's very you know sultry, and there's a lot of flesh on on display. Um, and it was, there was a really funny tweet from Jenny Collier, and it was a picture of her watching it with her parents, doing this really <laughs> funny awkward face. And Beth was like, she said, "The sex is so uh, there's so much sex in normal people." Beth said to her husband, "Okay." me that i feel awkward watching it with you <laughs> it does make my face a bit red <laughs> yeah, yeah i've got your bloody dad and we you know we've got two children <laughs> you know we've done we have had relations have we <laughs> You sure? I don't, I'm not sure, but... They had more... I mean, if you've, you've had relations twice, which is they had relations more in episode two of Normal People than you had <laughs> oh in your entire marriage. <laughs> I know that's a great line. I know marriages that have had less sex than one episode of Normal People. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's funny. I look forward to hearing that on uh, Magic yeah. the Radio this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it might be a tricky term. Tricky self. So, first up, we have The Wonderful Notes on a Scandal by Zoe Heller. Uh, this was turned into a film, for those of mm. you who will only read books that have been films, uh, starring Judy Dench. Um, and the blurb is, from the first day that the beguiling Sheba Hart joins the staff of St George's, history teacher Barbara Covert is convinced she has found a kindred spirit. Barbara's loyalty to her new friend is passionate and unstinting, and when Sheba is discovered having an illicit affair with one of her pupils, Barbara quickly elects herself as Sheba's chief defender. But all is not as it first seems in this dark story, and as Sheba will soon discover, a friend can be just as treacherous as any lover. Good. Oh, so like that is, um, and it's uh, the Observer called it compelling, dark, and sexy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's weird. A bit calling it sexy when she has. Sex with the schoolboy is a bit weird, but they... Yeah, it is, isn't it? Romantic. Mm. Um, so the second one is a new book um, called My Dark Vanessa by Kate Elizabeth Russell. Um, and it's the book everybody will be talking about this year. And this is the blurb for My Dark Vanessa. Oh, my God, is that signed? Don't do, don't do yourself down, Beth, by saying that's the book everybody's been talking about. <laughs> as well as mine, Saving Missy, <laughs> published by HarperCollins out now. Um, so, My Dark Vanessa. Vanessa Y was 15 years old when she first had sex with her English teacher. She is now 32 and the, the teacher, Jacob Strain, has just been accused of sexual abuse by another former student of his. Vanessa is horrified by this news because she is quite certain that the relationship she had with Strain wasn't abuse, it was love. She's sure of that. But now, in 2017, in the waves of the Me Too movement, she is being asked to redefine the great love story of her life, her great sexual awakening, as rape. So... Oh, my God. Mm. Thanks for bringing us some light stuff, by the way. (laughs) Stephen King described this as a package of dynamite. 
Okay. It's, ve- it's very, very, it's very good. really good. I mean, yeah, there's no getting away from it. It's disturbing and dark and it's not a comfortable read, but they're both excellent books yeah. and you might just feel like a bit of <laughs> Go on. controversial sexy literature. <laughs> what, involving sex with un- underage people? Thanks for bringing your A-game to my podcast this morning, Beth. I appreciate the pun of chocolate. I do not appreciate the legal case we're going to have to go through after this. I want to just give it a bit of a gritty edge. Stop promoting sex with children. Grit lit. Grit lit. Grit lit. Good. Have you just come up with that? I'm I'm very quick. (laughs) Tom, I'm thinking that maybe we could do a rotation sort of co-host basis with someone in your house. Like, I'll do it every day, but you guys could just... Fine. You could just jump in and sub out because, you know... I'm game. No, that's not good because then I have to look after the kids. Exactly. That's Ah, why I'm game. Yeah. I'll leave that with you guys. Thanks, Dave. Um, lovely. Should we start? Where are we starting then? Are we starting so on I've the, chosen with... the number 45 for no reason whatsoever. Okay. Um, so I'm reading page 45 of each book so you can get a little taste. And this lovely. is page 45 of Notes on a Scandal, which is narrated by Barbara Covert, the weirdo. To this day, she furiously defends Connolly's brilliance and imagination. If he did affect interests that weren't his, she says, the pretense demonstrated a very sophisticated social adaptiveness on his part. The school is embarrassed by the idea that Connolly might be clever, she claims, because they've always written him off as dim. The school has never written Connolly off as dim, of course. The fact that he had been identified as a special needs pupil, that he receives help for his dyslexia, indicates quite the contrary. No one on the staff has ever been quite as excited about his intellectual capacities as Sheba, it is true, but then the plain fact is that Connolly is not a very exciting boy. He is a perfectly average boy in possession of perfectly average intelligence. Why then was Sheba moved to such an extravagant estimation of his virtues? Why did she insist on seeing him as her little Helen Keller in a sea of yahoos? The papers will tell you that Sheba's judgment was clouded by desire. She was attracted to Connolly, and in order to explain that attraction, she convinced herself that he was some kind of genius. This is reasonable enough, but it is not the whole story, I think. To completely understand Sheba's response to Connolly, you would also have to take into account her very limited knowledge and low expectations of people of his social class. Until she met Connolly, Sheba had never had any intimate contact with a bona fide member of the British proletariat. Her acquaintance with that stratum did not, and still doesn't, extend much beyond what she has gleaned from the grittier soap operas and the various women who have cleaned her house over the years. Nice. So that's Barbara. I, I like how you do get into a character because I've heard you reading Missy because your book Saving Missy out now that it's it's a uh, first person, isn't it? And and it's narrated by Missy, and you do have a kind of Missy voice when you read it out, don't you? Yes, Barbara's wash, waspish and, and prickly and horrible. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't do it justice, do I? Well, you've got a problem now though because my Dark Vanessa is set in America, so over to you. Yeah, yeah, I won't be doing the American <laughs> accent because that would just be embarrassing for everyone. Also, this is embarrassing anyway because the book is quite. You know, I, I haven't chosen anything with, you know, like blatant cunnilingus or anything like that. I'd be awful. Jesus but Christ. It's Fine, only page 45. It edge, edge, guys. We're going for edge. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. The question makes me split off from myself, like my body stays beside his while my brain retreats to the seminar table. No one has ever called me sexy before, and only my parents call me Nessa. I wonder if they call me that during the conference. Maybe Mr. Strain noted the nickname and tucked it away for himself. Did I mean to sound sexy? I don't know. He backs away from me, a tiny movement, but one I feel, and says, I don't mean to embarrass you. This, I realise, is a test. He wants to see my reaction to being called sexy, and embarrassment means I failed. So I shake my head. I'm not embarrassed. 
He reads on, writes an exclamation point next to another line and whispers, more to himself than to me, Oh, that is lovely. Somewhere down the hallway, a door slams. At the cinema table, Jeff Anters cracks his knuckles one at a time and Jenny drags her eraser back and forth over the thesis statement she just can't get right. My eyes drift to the windows and spot something red. Squinting, I see a balloon, its string caught on a bare branch of the maple tree. It floats in the breeze, knocking against leaves and bark. Where would a balloon even come from? I stare at it for what seals like a long time, so focused I don't even blink. Then Mr Strain's knee touches my bare thigh, right below the hemline of my skirt. With his eyes still on the poem and the tip of his pen following the lines, his knee nestles against me. I freeze, possum dead. At the seminar table, nine heads bow in concentration. Out the window, a red balloon hangs limp from a tree limb. At first I assume he doesn't realise that he thinks my leg is the desk or the side of the chair. I wait for him to recognise what he's done, to see where his knee drifted and whisper a quick sorry and shift away. But his knee stays pressed into me. When I try to be polite an inch away, he moves with me. Ugh. Yeah, it's grim. Yeah, it Mr. is. Strain's not coming off very well, is he? No. No, he doesn't. He does. Yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, he's a baddie. He's a baddie. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I didn't want to say baddie because I thought I thought I might sound a bit thick. But the um, Sunday Times top-selling, best-selling author has just said he's a baddie. So yeah. you described Barbara as weird. She is weird. She's yeah. creepy. Okay, great, great. Um, so the books are My Dot Vanessa, Kate Elizabeth Russell, which is out now, which is new this year, and is, is utterly brilliant. Fantastic to read. And the other book is... It's Notes on a Scandal by Zoe Heller. Lovely. Great. They're both going on my Kindle download list. What's it called? Waiting list. I don't know what it was called on a Kindle. Hmm. Pop them in, Dave. It's good to have, a, a you know, your favourite sex offender books. <laughs> yeah, I don't, maybe maybe I won't categorise that. I'll start my own category within the library called that. I just thought there was a gap in the market. <laughs> and you have found it. And yeah, and I filled it. it. Oh, God. Um, can I ask, before before you go, Beth, and look after our children, um, what uh, is your favourite pen? Oh, God. Bic. Thank you. Correct. A Bic? That's a controversial, to be fair, that's a controversial one. A bit biro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah lovely pens. Lovely Just a pen. very good everyday pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does everything do you, you need in a pen. Now, do you prefer blue or black when it comes to colour, or indeed red? Black. Really? A black bit. I think people that write in blue ink voluntarily are, are, are psychopaths. Really? Mm. Yeah, like a, a blue biro. Nah. You wouldn't choose it. No, exactly. I would. You'd I'd go, go after, go. No, I'd go after blue, but I do. I am a bit psychopathic. I've killed a few neighbours' cats, so that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, that is With, with the biro. Well, there you go. It's a nice little tone to leave it on. And uh, it'd be interesting to see who I've called the psychopath indirectly then. Like, I imagine, like, you know, if my mum's listening and she favours a blue bio, for example, that I've I've just, just indirectly called the number of people that I love a psychopath. So, you know, maybe it's not an exact science, guys, is what I'd say. Fair enough. I mean, if you've just been called a psychopath by Dave, give us a tweet right now. Here's the number. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. My wife is leaving me. That sounds dr- dramatic, but I yeah. presume from, just from the room. She's going and she's taking my books. Bye. bye. She's not saying goodbye to me. Bye. Bye. Like you. That was lovely. It's, it's, it's the highest of highest brow moment of our week, that, Tom. It really is, yeah. Oh, by week, I mean fortnight. Three yeah. weeks ago, I remember when she was left on. We can literally say after that, it is all downhill from here now. So We can literally say... Good. Good, keep that in. That's brilliant stuff. Yeah, it's <laughs> absolutely banging Wednesday content there from 
Cabin fever. My slight concern, Dave, was that you might be able to hear me eating a pan of chocolate while she was reading high literature. Well, I could absolutely hear you eating a pan of chocolate oh, all shit. the way through. Are you serious? Yes, I could absolutely hear you eating a pan of chocolate, like, very clearly all no, the way through. Oh, don't say that. I feel awful now. Well, you don't feel awful enough to have just waited, I'd say, approximately seven minutes to eat your full. pan of chocolate. And also, I wasn't even that hungry. Just It was just there. Just you can't, there. You, can, you know, like a max with cheese. You can't put it in front of me. That is such a lockdown mood, isn't it? Food mm. is just there. Like, I honestly think the best way of dieting in lockdown is just to not deliberately not buy food no but the problem with that is you get hungry and then you get on just eat or deliveroo do you know what i mean you know my penchant for a takeaway tom mm. I've, I've i've had a maximum of two a week during lockdown an absolute <sighs> maximum that you must be starving dave that's very unlike you no i've been buying food i made a curry the other day with my sister oh lovely Oh, we great. made we made a lot of food. We made that curry's lasted us three meals. Yeah, they do. I feel honestly, do you feel like I've turned into a normal person? Yeah, yeah, that's it, isn't it? I can't, I can't really work out the best way. Of, like I, I've my week has become very structured in that, like I'm basically living for the weekend in a weird fucking way because there's nothing happening yeah. in the week. But yeah. like it feels like that's when all the fun happens and we have our punch parties and everything. And then in the week, I'm just cooking food and then saving yeah. some for the next day and eating again for efficiency and health. You and- are in for the first time in your life, Dave. You are in a normal sort of working rhythm. Everyone listening to this is going, good, finally. I'm glad Dave Cribb has finally grown up and become a, you know, living for the weekend kind of guy. That's Why has that happened, though? That's what, that's mad, isn't it? Dave, it's because your next big birthday is 40. That's what it is. You are crashing towards 40 when you become Mr. Five days a week, being sensible, then blow out on the weekend, go crazy, have some bants, and then back for your Monday night. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna maintain the uh, importance of 35 because I've not hit that yet. Dave Cribb is a normal person, and bearing in mind the BBC's definition of a normal person, that means he has sex seven times an episode. Look, if that's the direction my life is going in, <laughs> I shan't argue. Um, good. All right. Thanks for coming. Sorry, poor choice of words. Uh, should we do this again tomorrow? What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, go on. Why not? Okay, you thought a bit too long about that. Um, okay. Thanks, everybody. All the best. Kind regards. Lots of love. Bye bye. Cabin FE eight three seven oh nine. Oh oh oh, Cabin FE eight three seven oh nine. Oh oh oh, Cabin FE eight three seven oh nine. Oh oh oh, that's our Twitter name. Don't forget to play the Great Big Owl. GreatBigOwl.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.